Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Out of Line. Uh, I'm Nick DiMartino. I'm joined today by Alec Walt. Uh, so uh, now a recurring guest. So obviously we get into all of it. There's a lot of news, obviously, in the NFL. Uh, the thing I care about the most, Aaron Rodgers, whether or not he's going to go to the Jets. Um, so we'll talk about that. This is a little bizarre. It felt like on Monday there was a, a decision was imminent. Uh, now there's just I feel like I feel like for an indefinite period of time, it seems like nobody's going to say anything. Um, obviously, college basketball, really big stuff going on. Arizona and uh, Virginia both stunned uh, and uh, both big. And there's probably going to be more upsets, uh, more upsets to come. Um, and obviously, I talk about, you know, our final four picks and uh, and some picks that I'm going to make for some of the upcoming games. All right. So, and of course, obviously, we end the show with unnecessary wagers. So, all right, uh, let's get into the show. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. All right, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Uh, obviously, a, a lot of uh, – is your bracket busted yet? Oh, my bracket's terrible. I mean, my my two teams I have in the finals are still in, but here, let me let me pull this back up. All right, well uh, – uh, I had USC beating Michigan State. I had okay. VCU beating St. Mary's. Uh, so, I, Pitt – I had Iowa State beating Pitt. So, you know, those, those are three right there that I got wrong. I think I had NC State beating Creighton. That's another I got wrong. Yeah, uh, I'm having a pretty terrible day in the NCAA tournament, but I think that's the point. I think I think that means it's a good thing, right? Don't feel bad. I had Iowa State beating Pitt. Uh, see, I went to St. Bonaventure. I mean, you can kind of see the flag over here. Barely. So, St. Bonaventure last year had five senior starters. One went pro, the other four went to universities around the country. Two of them transferred to Iowa State. One of them was like their second leading scorer, but because of them, two, because of the two of them, I picked Ohio State or Iowa State to go to like the Elite Eight. Are they currently playing for Iowa State? Yes, they lost okay. today. Okay. Iowa State was a six seed, but no, no, no. yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it. I saw. I, it. I, I kind of went with an approach like, all right, whatever. Like one one body transferred to Bama, so I Bama winning the title. The thing is, I bet that. I bet that you that shows you how that you go to us that that shows that you that's how you could tell me you went to a small school 
without telling me you went to a small school. Pretty much. For the players that transfer. That is the thing that separates. I mean, this is the first. It's like, okay, so this is how you know I went to a small school. This is like the first time, at least since I became an active member of that university, that they had transfers good enough to go to schools like that. Right. Because the fourth one went to Florida, and they just didn't have a very good year. So I didn't have the ability to pick them to do anything in the tournament. And even if they were in the tournament, they didn't have a good year in any ways to where I probably wouldn't pick them to win regardless. So, um, no, that I just – I looked at the bracket. I do one with my buddy pretty much every year. He kind of pressured me into it. I, I don't like doing these because I know I'm going to lose, and I'm just going to lose 10 bucks just to do it. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, that, it's the best part of the NCAA tournament. It gets you more engaged. Um, I love what I'm seeing so far. Princeton – what was that? That was the big upset yesterday. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. So, hey, I, I will sit on my ass all weekend and watch college basketball. I do not care. Yeah, no, obviously. Uh, it's like the best. It's one of the best times of the year. Um, Arizona should have won that game. They just blew it towards the end. They comfortably had a lead. Yeah. Um, Virginia losing. They lost. That was bad. Like, all they, had, they had 12 seconds. Like, you had 12 seconds. And he just threw it up with like it's like watching it was kind of like watching a quarterback like throw an inter, uh, throw an interception when they throw it to nobody. Yeah, it, like there was no Virginia play within like ten feet of the guy. It was a complete panic play. Yeah, and that's why that's why you always hear people say trust your seniors because people that have likely been there before like that's more just, likely to uh, yeah or less or less likely panic. to make those mistakes i mean less likely to panic yeah 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 so i mean again i don't know who exactly did it but i mean when you're on that stage in that type of moment that's something i'm never going to experience obviously but i cannot believe that that's how they got eliminated from the tournament yeah it was crazy cuz cuz i remember at the time i thought okay this game's basically over yeah I didn't think they were going to come back and win. So it, I also wasn't expecting that turnover. So so my final four is still alive. Is yours? No. No. Oh, oh that's right. You you had Arizona. No. I, so I have UCLA and Alabama playing each other. Okay. I did. I literally made my bracket in like seven seconds this year. Um. I think I, I think I had Iowa State. I just to do it. In the final four. Just to do it. I knew I was going to be wrong, but go Bonnies. And then I can't remember the other one. Okay. So my final four is still alive. Arizona, I had in the Elite Eight. So my bracket is actually not that bad yet. Okay. It could still be bad. Um, So in in the final four, I have Alabama, Tennessee, Texas, and UCLA. And I have Alabama winning it all. Okay. I have Bama winning it all too. That is one thing I do know. Yeah. I never thought I'd live to see the day that Bama wins it all in basketball and not football. Where is it? Baylor. That would be pretty historic. No. Yes. Bama, Houston, Baylor, Iowa State. That's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that Iowa State one. They didn't just lose. They got killed. Oh, wait. Where? No. Do I? I think I have it on my screen wrong again. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I read it wrong. Bama, Kentucky, Iowa State, Kansas. Okay. Okay. That's it. I was on the wrong Kentucky, That's Iowa my State. four. So I have three alive. Okay. So I still have all that four alive. Like I said, that could easily change. Yeah. I also, I bet on, I don't know how much you bet on these games. Um, If, if you bet on games at all. Um, I had the Auburn, Iowa under 
Uh, the over-under was 50, 150, 151 and a half. And in college basketball, that's a really big over-under. Uh, it turns out both teams tend to score a lot. Uh, unlike Iowa football, Iowa basketball actually scores points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think that I'm kind of under the impression that because they're also an Iowa team, that they must also not score a lot in basketball. But they actually have, but they score the most points per game in the Big Ten, believe it or not. That's um, crazy. It, which, which is weird to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa basketball. I mean, they were by far the worst scoring team in, in football in, in the conference. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but no, Iowa and Auburn actually tend to be pretty um, pretty high scoring teams, uh, both of them. Uh, and it looked like it looked pretty, the under looked pretty good for most of the game until the very end when they kept fouling. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like, I knew at some point that it wasn't going to hit within a couple of with a couple of minutes left. Yeah. Was I, I saw one where didn't the guy hit a three late in the Alabama versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi and it switched the line? It switched the line. Yeah, I think it was 22 and a half and then went from 24, hit that late three and then lost by 21. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I think I think that did happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. On that Alabama, game? Alabama didn't cover. Um, I know that they didn't, I didn't pick them, but they didn't cover. No, it's because they they guy shot a three as t- clock expired instead of dribbling well, it don't out. Forget Brandon Miller scored zero points that game. Yeah, I know Bama's like, filthy. I Bama think he went is like over five or something. Yeah, I think he's injured too. He's a little bit injured, apparently. I mean, not so injured he can't play, but well, you saw where they're playing, right? You, I saw what? Where they're playing? Yeah, they're aren't they playing in Alabama? They're playing in Birmingham. Yeah, they're playing in Birmingham. Which so it's, it's almost like a home game for them. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? I mean, I get it. Sometimes they'll they'll have top seeds play in certain regions of the country, but man, that is like, I mean, I don't know this. It's a de facto home game. Of, yeah, but like it, it would be ridiculous. like. I'm, I'm trying to. It, it if would Arizona like, played in Phoenix. Right, right, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, if Cal played in San Francisco, like, if if you're in the market of the state you're in you're gonna have a good showing yeah brandon miller went 0 for 5 and 0 for th- and 0 for 3 from 3 yeah that just shows the, you the depth the literally their guard their, their score number one guard is nasty yeah he is um i wonder how that's good it, it does um it did it, i mean right now alabama's favored by nine over maryland by the way another team another game i lost i had west virginia i did too and it was kind of a toss-up i did too yeah, I mean, I, I had no real explanation to why I picked actually West Virginia that game. Actually, I picked it because of coaching. But um, sure. no, that's another guy. That was the first game of the tournament too. So I was like, I'm off to a great start. I also had Texas A&M beating Penn State. I had Penn State winning. Who won that game? Penn State by Ooh. a lot. There we go. So I was kind of surprised. Uh, yeah, the SEC seems to be pretty good this year in basketball. The SEC has been getting a lot better. Yeah. The last couple of years. It's not just Kentucky and everyone else. For a while it was. Yeah, I know it was. I mean, Tennessee had its moments. Um, Vanderbilt had its moments. A&M's had its moments. A&M's had its moments, as they have. Carolina, South Carolina. Woo. They went to the Final Four. Yeah. What, 2016? I mean, I know that um, means nothing, but. Yeah, it might have been 2016. Mississippi State made the tournament. How did they did they play their game yet? Um, 
they they played the playing game and they lost to Pitt. Okay, that makes sense. At the last second, I thought I saw another US. Another... At the last second, they took a shot. They took um they took a three, but they were down one. Okay. At the buzzer, they tried to hit a three when they were down one, which is the second time I've seen that. Uh, Fairly Dickinson did the same thing. Okay. Uh, in their uh, not in the tour, not in the NCAA tournament in the um, uh, I think it was the NEC. I think they're in the NEC, the uh, NEC final. That makes sense. Um, is this so maybe he, another year where Bruce Pearl remarkably ends up in the Elite Eight? I think so. I, I could see it happening. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying predicting it, but I could see it happening. No, I, I was just Pearl looking over. I was like, speaking of SEC, um, did you see UNC turn down the NIT invite? I mean, it's not that huge of a story, me. but they were in. They they could have gone to the NIT and they turned it down. I actually. Don't blame them for this. Yeah, let a team. I mean, you how to turn it? You, you know what? I mean, UNC this year was basically the Texas A and M of basketball. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they are a blue blood program in the country. I mean, this team it doesn't go to NITs. This team normally walks into the NCAA right. tournament. I mean, they could go to the NIT. But they I know they favorites. could, but like, how many times have you watched an NIT where like a five or a six seed win the tournament? You could have stopped it right at – you could have stopped it at NIT. Dude, the <laughs> NIT is actually – I mean, it's not like primetime TV, but their games are actually pretty good. Yeah, some of them are. But, like, I'm talking about, like, the one – like, when I was a student, again, the Bonnies were a top 30 team that didn't make the tournament. First time in history. They hosted Wagner. And I, Are you a New York City kid? I, I'm from New Jersey, but I, I'm a New York City sports fan. Do you know where Wagner is? Do I know where Wagner is? It's in New York City. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's a it's like it's a small school. They came to St. Bonaventure and beat them on their home court in game one of the NIT. Nobody cares when you're the top seed. You're the first to not make it to the tournament. Right, right. So, I mean, it's not a great look because they're already getting heat from multiple outlets, and this clearly doesn't help the story. No, but I think it's better than losing in the first round because I think that affects them in recruiting. But like the reason I don't blame them for this is because there's no way their hearts would at all be in it. I mean, it it is like that's why. Yeah, I I totally. I mean, what seed would they be realistically? Were were they like the first team not to make it, Um, or would they be like a three? I mean, maybe they'd get the respect for the television ratings and they'd give them a one. So they would host all the games, but I don't really know. Um, but they would have been one, at least one of the one of the top teams. Yeah, so they probably like would have been in a position where they would have been hosting a first or second round game. Yeah, I mean the point is the, the no they wouldn't have cared. It would have been so. It, and would you like, have gone if you were a student? You go to UNC to go to basketball games as a and you player go to NIT? Or, as a, or just a, as a spectator? Well, because, I mean, if you have a home court, you want to use it to your advantage. But to if use it to I your was, advantage, you need people to go. If I was a student at UNC, if that's what you're asking, I would not go. Exactly. I would and be then it's so not, it's, I mean, what's, I mean not, it's not like none are going to go, but it's not like going to a normal UNC game. No, no, it's going to, it would, it would be terrible. None of the players would want, would even want to play. It's like, I went to University of North Carolina to compete for national championships and I'm hosting a first round game in the NIT. Right. But I, I mean, 
it's it was destined to happen because I mean you're losing a Roy Williams. The transfer market's insane. Yes, you're still UNC and have plenty of, of ability to fix this. You're recruiting your facilities, your coaching staff, your trainers, right. your equipment are all top notch. It happens sometimes. Yeah. You're in the hardest conference in college basketball. Yeah. So, and- I mean, it's it's unfortunate for them, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were back in the tournament next year. I'm sure they will be. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I'm if you're sure transfer, if you're transferring, you have the opportunity to get minutes on UNC. You're going to go. I mean, if right, you're good, right. you're going to go. Of course, I, I don't think it's going to hurt their recruiting that much. I mean, because it, it's enough of a, it's like it, it's a blue blood, a blue blood program. So, oh, you good? I think I just knocked my camera button out. All right, well, we could still talk. It just looks funny. <laughs> I'll switch my camera. All right, you're good. Um. Uh, the Jet. I want to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Uh, the, both these teams are totally dragging their feet in, uh, for this um, for this trade because they're both incentivized to do it, and they both know that the other doesn't have any leverage. Uh, the Packers aren't going to eat sixty million dollars, and the Jets are not going to be the worst team, possibly the worst team in the league uh, for yet another season. When like when Zach Wilson is legit and Joe Flacco are their only options at quarterback. Uh, so neither side, both sides kind of know that they have to get these deals done, but they also know the other side has to get these deals done, which is why the negotiation seems to be dragged out over such a long time. On Monday, it felt like a decision was imminent and we were about to hear something, mm-hmm. but now it's Friday and nobody's even expecting anything. I feel like this could go on for like another month. Yeah. I mean, like if you're the Jets and he, you know he's going to New York, are you really willing to spend a first and a third and a fifth and a player? No. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're towards the end of your career and you're in a position to go to a new team and there's salary issues with the team that you currently are unhappy with, Aaron Rodgers is deserving of every dollar he makes. He's not going to go to New York and do this massive contract restructure. Right. So... Um, I think the Jets are smart to go after people that he is friendly with. Um, I think the Jets are smart to not get too excited in free agency and kind of put themselves in an awkward position. They are in position to acquire Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think they're panicking in free agency to sign other guys in case it doesn't happen. Um, Right, right. This team is still talented. He has everything he needs in New York. He just needs to find a way to get to New York. And I think he's doing everything he can to screw the Packers over and get pennies on the dollar for him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, the thing is, I don't even think he's so much trying to screw the Packers over. I think he's trying to, he wants them to do right by him. That's kind of what I think he's years past that. He still won them a super. I mean, look. I'm not just, saying that he didn't. I just don't think the Packers. I think if the Packers are just like, we know we're going to trade you. You know you're getting traded. We know where you want right, to go. Right, right, And then like they've been having these disputes for a couple years now. They traded his number one receiver because they couldn't afford it after giving him that money. So, I mean, it, I don't think it can. It, it can take this much longer. I think it could. I mean, it, when's the, the draft? Is in what late April? Yeah, but like, uh, it could go on till then because draft picks are going to be involved. So, like, 
I mean, I don't know. I just, I think if if, if Aaron Rodgers is going public and saying that he plans to play for the Jets next year. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to fight over what picks you want to give up, but at the end of the day, like it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. He's not playing for the Packers next year. Or at least it probably will happen. Unless some team comes in and says, I want Rodgers and I'll give you two firsts and I'll eat all of his money. And they go, here you go. Right. And by the way, just the fact that Rodgers says and said on the Pat McAfee show, because everything he, anything about him, his career or his personal life is revealed on the Pat McAfee show. I do believe him when he says that, Uh, because if he didn't, I think that he just would say no. I think that's the most likely scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, But just that fact alone, the fact that they're haggling over who, what they're going to trade, you know, what they're going to get. I mean, what the negotiations going to be? I mean, like until the draft, it's not really going to make a difference for either side. Um, and both sides know that it, both sides are sitting there like we could just drag this out. For I, I mean, I, look, I, I, the Eagles are not willing to eat sixty million dollars. The Jets are not willing to be at this point. They have no other options. So something's going to happen. And the Packers a, a couple days ago were saying. Um, that they were trying to get like two first round picks. The Jets obviously aren't willing to give them two first round picks. Um, at this point, why would they? They can wait it out a little longer. They could get something, you know, get a better deal from it. Th- that's what it seems like is happening. Man, if you're Belichick, would you trade Mac in like a first? <laughs> you have the cap space. They could. He doesn't they have an NTC. Could. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, now, I mean, Rogers put a, a wish list out for a bunch of uh, for a bunch of players. A lot of people were slamming this, and I had that initial reaction, but then I realized it's like, well, that just means he has all the leverage, and it's not really that much different from what Tom Brady did in Tampa Bay. Uh, the only reason he came back another year is because he had a bunch of you know wish lists of stuff, including getting Bruce Arians fired, mm-hmm. uh, and they just did it for him. So it, it's not really that much different when Rogers does it. Surprised Brady didn't ask for like a percentage of the ownership. <laughs> they, they likely would have given it to him too. It's like, oh, welcome to TB12 Field. All of his apparel is now being sold all across the stadium too. It sounds like something that he would ask for. Probably. But it, I mean, just both teams, I, I, like I said, I feel like there's no way this deal isn't going to get done. Rodgers wants to go to the Jets. Uh, the Jets want Rodgers and the Packers want to get rid of him. Like I just don't see a situation where the Rodgers or where the Packers are just like, haha, screw you and trade you to a bad team. Because I don't think a bad team's will. It's not like they're going to trade them to the Texans, right? Like right. how many realistic without the Raiders now involved? Because they just gave Jimmy Garoppolo a three-year deal. Um, how many teams are there realistically that could acquire Aaron Rodgers right now that needs a quarterback that would win a Super Bowl if they had Aaron Rodgers? Now that last part can make things a little interesting because. He goes to that team and a bunch of veterans sign there for cheap money. It's like, yeah, the last part can be manipulated very easily because moves are affected by moves. Right. I mean, I don't know for sure exactly. Like New England. I mean, okay. It's not a better situation than New York. If Rodgers were to go to New England, they would be Super Bowl contenders. Tampa. Mm, um, Super Bowl contenders? Possibly. I mean... Yeah, I mean, their division is not that strong if he were to go there. 
It's either exactly him or it's him, Derek Carr, whoever the heck gets drafted. Okay, Atlanta. Um, Super Bowl contenders. I think any team in that division that he would go to, they would at least make the playoffs, probably. You think they're better than the Saints? Well, then again, that like I mentioned, you know, a bunch of other guys signed with that team after. You have to remember the NFC South, like they South. don't have any I mean, Derek they other than Derek Carr, they don't have any like quarterbacks that are well even who do you think is going number one bryce um either bryce or stroud i don't know i don't think either of them are like like this year's quarterback In year one no they will not be draft class or not that is not that strong there's no like joe burrow or trevor lawrence that's why i found the panthers the, the panthers trade to be a little bizarre because like do you really see that much in either of in bright in Bryce what, Young, do you, what do you expect to do with a rookie quarterback that doesn't have their number one running back and their number one receiver in a span of six months right more McCaffrey are, are gone well now they have now they have um they, they signed Miles Sanders okay I mean that's not a bad it's not McCaffrey no, but Sanders had a really good year last year. He season. did, he did, he did. And was like was he in Philly when Reich was there? Or was was that was it, did their years just miss? Miles Sanders? Yes, wasn't Reich the offense coordinator when they won the Super Bowl? Um he might have been. I'm not sure. And then but he Sanders left wasn't, Sanders, I think, was still at Penn State at the time. So they were never worked together. I don't think so. I could be wrong about that. How long was Reich? What four years? Because four years is a rookie contract, right? It feels like Reich was at uh, was at, was with the Colts for a long time. Uh, I don't. Th- I could be wrong about this. I don't think Sanders and Reich ever worked together. Uh, right. Reich was the head coach. I mean, the offense transfers. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, hold on a second. And not identically, but. You know, the Andy Reid coaching tree is still all part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did. Like Doug Peterson. Um, was it Reich's? Oh, no. Reich's offensive coordinator took the Eagles job. Right. No, no. Reich was the offensive coordinator. Right? Uh, Isn't that how the coach for the Eagles got the job? Well, no. Reich was. Sirianni. The, right, right. Reich was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. Under Peterson. Right. Right. Um, Reich, but Sanders was still on, still was at Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Sanders was still at Penn State at the time. Okay. So they did not work together. Okay. Uh, I think it was just a good signing that they got for a good deal. Yeah. No, I mean, the running back market, I mean, the tag on Saquon Barkley was like just over $10 million. Yeah. That seems extremely realistic especially when you're only getting an extra year out of it i mean they're only getting six and a quarter million they're only paying six and a quarter million for sanders for four years no per year for how many years four yeah that's what i thought so that's 25 million they just got a block for him and yeah pretty much. Team I mean, it could end up being a waste they of can't pass the ball Right, it could end up being a it could end up being a waste of money. Who knows? I mean, they might they might have to be really bad for another year and get Caleb Williams. I mean, we might we might be like stretching our like our football knowledge here for a second, but outside of uh oh, is it not not Okongwu? Okongwu's on the Hawks. Um, who the hell is that guy that got the tackle that they drafted last year at an NC State? 
Who? What team? Ekwonu. M.A. Ekwonu. Does that make sense? The Panthers? They drafted him last year. Number six I, I think that name sounds familiar. Like, outside of that, who's on their line? Like, who's going to be blocking for this dude? I don't know. <laughs> I don't... We'll, we'll what I do know is that they don't have a good quarterback, so... There is that. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, realistically, though, if I was Frank Reich and I was taking a new job, I'd be like, listen, I'm not getting some washed-up QB years after. You know, I'm not coming here and you're signing right. Baker Mayfield. I'm not coming here and you're trading for Ryan Tannehill. I'm not – I mean, Derek Carr is pretty damn good. But, like, he's never had a young quarterback. Yeah. I, I think Outside that's... of Wentz, before Wentz fell apart, before he got – he still conducted another job. He had – he had luck for one year. He did? Frank Reich? Yes. Yeah, he did. So he was there for a year and then retired. The year during... that he... The year before he retired. He was with Reich? Yeah, Andrew Luck was What a Reich. weird history for that. I mean, when you look at the, like, the last five years of that franchise, Brissett, Wentz... Matt Ryan, <laughs> well, uh, Sam Ellinger, very old Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, people are talking about Jimmy G to the Raiders, and a lot of people were criticizing this move for them saying that they were paying too much. I don't see that at all. Um, they paid actually a really good price. They're only oh, paying nice. him three years, seventy-two million with a potential out. That's After like, hold on a second. After like. With a potential out after one year. Like, you don't think this dude can wait? Mean, the defense is a lot worse there. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the thing it's is. A lot they, worse, but the offensive skill players are nasty. I mean, no more Waller, yeah. but the, you still have Jacobs, who led the league in rushing, Adams, who is a clear cut number one wide receiver, uh, Renfro, who's a solid slot receiver. He's still, he's not a free agent, right? I no, I don't think so. And then they just signed Jacoby Myers to be their number two receiver. Nah, 2B, 2A, 2B with those two guys spending out if he wants someone on the outside or in the slot. Yeah. It, that's, a, it was, that's not bad. Their well, offensive line is terrible, and their defense is not great. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like they had no other options, and Garoppolo getting like $72 million a year, uh, $24 million a year, that's a really good price for a quarterback of his level. It just sounds like a lot of money, but yeah. re relatively speaking, it's really not. I mean, what Especially did Derek Carr the Raiders, who has a lot of cap room? Who did uh? What did Gino get? He got more. He got. He's getting like Three thirty million a year. Um, Gino is getting. Let me see, because I can't keep track of it. It's anything. like three and one hundred five. Yeah, I know he's getting more. He's getting at least thirty million per. And year. then Carr got four and one fifty. Yeah. Okay. He's getting three years. 75 million. Um, actually, that's what Gino is Smith. that at three years, 75 million. Yeah, 25 million. For some reason, I thought it was higher. So I thought it was bit. like in the 30s. I thought so too. I thought that so can't too. be right. I thought he got over a hundred million dollars. I thought so too. Um, no, he's. He's uh, making an average salary of twenty-five million a year for a three, yeah, three-year deal. Then he must have got a huge bonus. 
Yeah, I think that might be what it is. For some reason, I thought it was a lot. Um, Forty million guaranteed after signing. Hundred and five over three years, fifty-two mil guaranteed. Yeah, he got a huge signing bonus. Massive, I mean, and he can make thirty million based off incentives. Right. So the point is, it's like Geno Smith's getting a bigger contract than Jimmy Garoppolo, and nobody would take Geno Smith over Jimmy Garoppolo. By the yeah, way, I don't no. even think it was a good move for the Seahawks. Um, I don't either. Because, I mean, first of all, Geno Smith, we know what he is. He's going to come back down to earth. It's like when we see, at, like, okay quarterbacks have one good year. Matt Ryan have one good year. Uh, one really I'd the year Matt they made the Ryan's Super Bowl. Way After that, what has he done? Like, it just happens sometimes. Geno Smith is going to come back down to earth, and it, with – uh, and by the way, even with his really amazing year that he had, they still okay. What did they do? Did they even they had did they they did they go eight and nine or nine and eight? They made did did they make the playoffs? I think it was they nine and make eight. The playoffs, they yeah, they did. In the they first was, round. Yeah. So how good were they anyway? I mean, they were a team that overachieved in a bad conference. And by the way, if not for the Packers, if not you're right, they overachieved in a weak conference. And if not for the Packers, I mean, the, the Packers also blew it against the Lions. If the Packers didn't just beat the Lions, the Seahawks are out. So this is like the upper echelon of what this is like. This was like the best case scenario, mm-hmm. which is probably not going to happen again. I mean, this is what you're paying the, you know, $75 million for. Because like we know what Geno Smith is. I mean, I think he worked well with Seattle because of the system. He hasn't always played in like a quarterback friendly system. I mean, the, the Seahawks. They seem to always have like running quarterbacks and uh, they seem to run a sort of like a college style type of system, which works with Geno Smith. He never had that with any of his previous teams. So that's why it kind of worked a little bit. Mm-hmm. But overall, he's not that good of a player. I mean, they could have easily just they could have gotten somebody else. <laughs> like, Yeah. Could have drafted someone. Yeah. Still can. So I don't I don't think it was really worth it. And by the way, who who would have paid like that much money for Geno Smith? How many yeah, other I mean, the same teams come up again, like. A was, Tampa. A, yeah, it was a weird kind of thing. I don't know. I thought they overvalued him. Yeah, no, I, I didn't think. I don't think it made a lot of sense. I mean, good for him. He had a very good year. He had the best, by far, the best year of his career. But I don't know. I would not have given him that money if I was. Yeah, no, I, I didn't think it. Yeah, it was probably not worth it. Um, I don't know if you saw the Mets season is over thanks to the World Baseball Classic, a glorified exhibition game. Uh, the world things like the World Baseball Classic and the Olympics and all that that should just be for amateurs or minor leaguers. There's no reason Major League Baseball players should be playing in it. It's, I, I mean, it just risks players getting hurt. It's big for like five seconds. I, I am so mad about this that he is out for eight, probably the whole year. Yeah. After an exhibition game like this. And by the way, I think that the same converse, the same thing is going to come up. And I felt this way for a long time. I think the same thing is going to come up with the Olympics. If a, if a bas- if a star player like tears his ACL or something. Remember when Paul George broke his leg? Yeah. For what? <laughs> Gold medal. I mean, to the point where it's like the Olympics is like so boring because the USA just dominates. Yeah. I mean, I don't really watch it. I, I don't much. watch it. Like I don't really boring. feel like watching USA play like Slovenia, or like USA play like Lithuania, or it's, it's USA play some other random country. But 
No, I mean, I'm a huge baseball fan. I understand the concept of baseball being a worldly game. I also understand the concept that there are a lot of countries in this world that are able to win this tournament. You look at a Japan led by Shohei Otani, Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, which we just saw. But how many how many players does Japan have other than Otani? It doesn't seem like they have that many compared they to They don't, but they know how to play as a team, and he yeah. is the perfect person to lead it because he can pitch and he can hit. Right. He can do So if, if he is pitching in the final, they're going to have a chance to win. But the difference is like Puerto Rico has a bunch of players. Dominican Republic has a bunch of players. A lot of the other countries are just made up of Americans. No, but how many times have you seen like a Spanish team? Oh, okay, yes, I agree. There are a lot of people like I mean, Freddie Freeman was born in California. All and... Americans. Israel, I think, has one player from Israel. Yeah, but I, I mean that, that just makes it more competitive. I mean, I get it. I mean, how it many times you went to soccer tournament and someone from the Congo is playing for Team France? Yeah, right. I mean, like but it makes it more competitive. I get I mean, I guess that's better than the USA dominating it or then but no i think their like, rules are dominating ridiculous. everybody their rules are ridiculous but it doesn't make any sense because it's like if you have an italian grand like brandon nimmo played for italy i highly doubt brandon nimmo even speaks italian <laughs> like yeah i mean like, is it really team italy when it's all americans but what's the point of playing for Team Italy when you're already on the Mets and just signed an 8-year contract yeah it, it feels weird it doesn't make a whole lot of sense like, one thing I like about watching Puerto Rico versus Dominican Republic is these guys play like they want to rip each other's heads off. Right, Because right. this and is where they're from, and they, this is where they're from. They don't like each other. They're a rivalry. They're two co- countries that produce amazing baseball talent. They're two countries that have the best rosters uh, from top to bottom. They're like video games. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like that. One of the main reasons why I was so excited to watch this game is because I mean, you see it when they celebrate. Yeah. But, you know, it was just a horrible situation. I remember people were talking about how it's like embarrassing that you the USA lost to Mexico. It's like, well, Team Mexico has a whole bunch of American players. <laughs> yeah, and then I like I mean, Argentina lost in the first round of the World Cup and won it. Yeah. It's so, true. I mean, like when USA lost, I wasn't mad. Like, obviously, I'm rooting for Team USA, but it's like that team walked in thinking they were going to win it all with Mookie and Trout in the outfield, putting this dream team together, and they got spanked by a team that played better. Baseball humbles you. If you walk in thinking you're going to win, you lose. Yeah. So, I mean, the USA's filthy. But, no, I mean, we we've seen, like, Freddie Freeman – Leave a tournament game in the Canada versus USA. We've seen a couple other minor injuries happen. I think this is the first major injury we've seen. But no, I, this is what I have to say based on the bubble on the screen here. Your season's not over. Justin Verlander is a stud. You know your owner's going to be aggressive in getting another closer. I mean, who's going to be closing for the Mets right now? For the Mets right now? Um, I don't know. You don't have any other pieces in your bullpen. I, I mean, we got... right now, I mean, who who's going to be the closer now? I, I mean... Maybe maybe we'll have to get somebody. Um, oh wow, you're 
bullpen's worse than I thought. We don't have a very good bullpen. You guys signed Kodai Senga? Wow, I forgot about that. But no, you guys still have a really good lineup. You're in a hard division, but you can't tell me that the Mets aren't going to go after someone. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to. The good news is we don't have to pay Diaz. I mean, you're worried about money? I mean, it's something. We're not wasting the money. No, I get that, but... I I think there's something called World Baseball Classic Insurance. I mean, I'd be shocked if there wasn't. Yeah. You got it. (laughs) Because Steve... I don't think Steve said no to any... I mean, it's not Steve... It's not like Steve can say no. It's a player decision, but I feel like there's a lot of Mets represented in this. Yeah. Escobar... Alonzo, um, shortstop, Lindor, Lindor, Nimmo, Marte, or is no, or is that Cattell Marte? Did Starling playing? Um, I'm not sure. He might have played for the Dominican Republic. He might have. I don't see why he wouldn't. But no, I mean, what's are, Mets are very well represented in this tournament. But no, it is so unfortunate to see what happened. Like, he when he fell, he knew he was screwed. Yeah. Like, he, he knew it. I mean, his brother, like, was crying. Oh, man. Yeah, I felt awful. really bad. Just on a human level, I care. I felt bad. Yeah. Is that the, is that the uh, message in New York media nowadays? What the, what? The season's over? Yeah. I pay attention. I mean, that to be fair, that's a very common message in New York media. You really think it's over? It feels Bro, like the it. Ameri- the National League is not... I mean, the East... The NL East is good. But really, like, are you better than the Brewers? I mean, we're still better than a whole bunch of teams, but I mean, without your star closer, that... And it doesn't necessarily mean it's over. If you're but in it, it like by the deadline, you're going to add three or four players. Buck Showalter's yeah. always found a dude. Yeah. Well, Billy Epler in this case. <laughs> no, I meant like yeah. when he was in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Getting no, like the right. Britain, they acquired Andrew Miller from the Red Sox for Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do want to get into some of this stuff. Uh, Penn State versus Texas. Just some picks. Um, just some random games I decided to pick that are coming up. Penn State versus Texas, minus five and a half. Over under 139. Um, I'm going to go with the over and Texas. Texas is in my final four, so I kind of have to ride that one. Mm-hmm. Penn State's a good team. I feel like five and a half is not a very big spread. Texas is really good, and Texas tends to score a lot. Yeah, I that 139 stuff. I definitely think Texas has the ability to win by more than five and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'll go over. I agree. That one, that 139 number is good. Great number. Yeah. I'll yeah, agree with I, you. I'll agree with you. I would do that too. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're with me, Texas and the over um, Maryland versus Alabama minus nine over under 144. Um, Alabama, the thing is, I don't know how healthy Brandon Miller is. And if Brandon Miller is not going to be able to, 
is, is going to have the same type of performance he had last game. I feel like I'm under on both. I feel like this, my gut is telling me this is going to be under. I'm under in Maryland. Under in Maryland. Oh, I don't know. I hate it because like I said, Alabama's a, I really think Alabama's the best team in the country. I, I agree. It's just that Brandon Miller is like the ultimate X factor. I don't know what he's going to do. But they, do, I mean, they dominated a team that wasn't very good. But right, I think the depth on that team is real. Yeah, no, you're right. They do have good depth. But like I said, he's still like, and it's a home game. What's that? It's a home game. Yeah, a de facto home game. I mean, we'll see. Maybe tomorrow it's gonna, it might change a little. Maryland will travel. Yeah. So uh, Auburn uh, versus Houston minus five and a half over under one thirty one and a half. Auburn, Houston's a ver- Houston is better. I, I feel like people often talk about how Houston didn't play anybody good. They played like three Power Five teams. I think uh, they played Oregon, Virginia, and Alabama. The only one they lost to was Alabama. Granted, it was a home game, but Alabama is like the best team in the country. Yeah, um, arguably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's a great that so. It's not like Houston has played – whenever they played a decent team, they've gotten killed. They're still a very good team. They play very fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Both of these teams can score a lot. Auburn is still very good. Um, but I'm going to have I, – I think Auburn – at least – I think Auburn covers. I think it's Auburn over. Yeah, Auburn and over. Exactly. If Auburn wins, it's definitely over. Yeah, Auburn's not going to win without scoring a bunch of points. Yeah, Auburn's not winning with a – total number less than 132 yeah so here here's another interesting one northwestern versus ucla minus seven and a half over under 126 and a half by far i like ucla the lowest one uh yeah i like ucla too that almost seems too low i think that's a little disrespectful but i do think ucla has i think ucla could blow this out but i don't think they blow it out to the point where northwestern doesn't score at least like 50 60 points I, I think it's I, – I have a feeling this is a trap and it's going to be under. I feel like I always tell myself it's going to be a blow and then it ends up being a trap. So I guess that's just that's just March for you. Yeah. UCLA I, should win this game. I kind of like UCLA and the under even though it's kind of a big spread. That under is low. It's really low, but I feel like it, it feels – here's the thing. Like Northwestern basketball, I, just the fact that they are in close proximity to Northwestern football – Makes me kind of think they're not going to score a lot of points. Like maybe if Pat Fitzgerald is in the stands, his aura is going to make the game go under. Dude, I like. keep forgetting that guy is their coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I do want to go into my unnecessary wager, which will probably not hit because none of them have hit. None of them do. <laughs> none of them have hit one. <laughs> um, so here it is. It's so unnecessary. You need two screenshots. Um, okay, so the over 132 in the Auburn-Houston uh, game, I guess there I, it was 132. It, on uh, DraftKings, it was 132 instead of 131 and a half. Uh, Texas money line, UCLA money line, uh, the over in the Maryland-Alabama game, uh, over four, 144 and a half. Oh, you're going over with even with the injury? Um. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is just in the I mean, if he does come, I mean, I feel like they're lowering the number. I feel like if he was to come back, they would increase the number. But if you yeah. bet on it and then he comes back, that's a great number. Right, so we'll see. But it's but he's supposed to play, right? 
I believe so, but that doesn't mean he plays the entire game. Right, that's true. And even if he does, doesn't mean he he's going to be able to do a lot. Um, TCU money line over Arizona State and uh, Gonzaga money line. Who are the Zags playing? They're playing. They're playing another. They're playing some small school. It's like uh, they just playing, they, they just want them in the finals. Uh, they're playing a. Um, they're playing a. Sm- they're playing a small school. They're playing a. The schedule is still too big for me to like know every game. Right, yeah, they're playing Grand Canyon <laughs> right now. Oh God! So <laughs> you know, a, a, a commercial college. I feel like they're always in this. A college, yeah, a college that you see commercials for. Um, Where anyway, is? There's, uh, there's oh two yeah, more. that is true. I see Memphis minus one and a half and Vanderbilt minus two. So. Yeah, Vanderbilt's actually good this year. Jerry Sackhouse, a Nets legend, is their head coach. He's been there for a little bit. Yeah. So they're actually they beat Kentucky this year, I think. Or am I thinking of something else? I think yeah, I'm not sure. Um so yeah, so Vanderbilt's very good uh this year, unlike in football. Did you see Purdue's losing at the half? Are are they? They're down by one. Put per don't. It's all right. Texas was, I remember. Dude, they, I like Purdue, but man, when they get Fairly cold. Dickinson, wow. Fairly Dickinson shouldn't even have been in. When, when, I know. They're not, listen, they're not, they're not going to lose Fairly Dickinson, but I will say this. When Purdue gets cold, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Because they, they all, they just throw it to the post. One thing it's, I've liked about Purdue for the last couple of years is they've always had shooters. Yeah. With a big man. It's now they have the elite big man and always go to him in those moments. Now he's seven foot four and he has a post game. and can play with his back to the basket, but. It seems like they're the only team in college basketball who has centers. As dominant, yes. But I mean, like, look at the rosters. Almost none of these teams, most of these teams I don't mean, have centers. Well, like, we're just in an era now where if you don't have, like, elite guards. It's you hard to have elite guards, but they run everything through their center and he's just good enough to where they can get away with it. Yeah. It's not a, like if I was a basketball coach right now, unless I had someone who's like the shack of college basketball at this moment, I would not run that offense. Yeah. I mean, SEC teams, they tend to have a lot of like guards. They, a lot of times SEC, SEC teams, has shorter centers that are built like bricks. Right. They also tend to have <laughs> a bunch of guards, like three guards that can't shoot. <laughs> they have that a lot. Yeah, I agree that. I would I agree with that. I mean, oddly enough, I think that college basketball is so entertaining because it's a lower level of play than the NBA. Yeah. The, just and home court advantage. I mean, think about it. Just the fact that college basketball has there's so many mistakes makes it so much more entertaining. Yeah. Like just all the mistakes makes it so good. It's not like that in football. In football, it's like you can't really look with your eyes most of the time and tell it's that not college, as fast. college football is worse than college than the NFL, like in terms of ability. You can't really tell necessarily. But in basketball, I feel like it's a lot more obvious. Like the shooting, just that is – like just the shooting alone is so much worse. I mean, how many times have you seen players get scouted to go to the NBA and their inability to shoot is why they went undrafted? Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's the reason time. why only 30 of them get – or 60 of them get taken. Yeah. So, 
I mean, yeah, I'm not big on any draft. The NFL draft a little bit. Um, after the first round, I tune out. The NBA draft for the first couple of picks, first four or five picks, I care. I'm not that big on the draft. I like it. I mean, I, it's all right. I'll tune in, whatever. For the most part, I find it kind of boring. Hmm. I mean, I it's care more entertaining when like, your team has a pick. Like when the Celtics went through the Tatum Brown days, I was like, let's go. Yeah, that was different. <laughs> um, that was different. I, I remember, like when the Nick when the Knicks drafted Porzingis, I cared about the first four picks. That was a really big year. Uh, and then after that, I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Porzingis was after Wiggins. He was after Okafor. Okafor was three. Russell was two. Towns was one. Russ D'Lo. Yeah. Okay. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. That makes sense. And then Zinger went four. Zinger went for, and nobody knew knew who it was, and everybody was like, "This is such a terrible pick." It actually Dude, turned out to be. A I, good I live just I live twenty minutes away from where Porzingis plays his home games, and I would have, and you literally would have no idea he's here, based on just this area. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of sad, but I'm sure he must get noticed, don't you think? Well, I mean, would you not notice him? I would. No, yeah, anyone would. He's seven three. Yeah. I mean, but I'm I mean, saying, like, even if you don't know anything about sports, you would look at him and say, he's got to be a basketball player. I, I mean, he's enormous. Yeah. I think he has a plus wingspan. He's 7'3. Yeah, that's it's crazy. But, like, no, like, they don't market that team at all. I mean, Beal, I think Beal's hurt every 10 seconds, anyways. Yeah. A lot of basketball, a lot of basketball, a lot of local teams aren't marketed very well. You want to know who's not marketed very well? The Commanders. Yeah. <laughs> They, they are. But not... at least they are a big team in that area. Oh, they're huge. They're, All the football they're every, teams every are big single in their every day. It's someone gets injured, someone gets fired, someone decided uh, yeah. or something illegal. Someone's a potential buyer. That's well, one. All right, so I gotta go, man. Thanks for coming on. No problem, man. Good show. Um. All right. Uh, I'll be back next week with more picks. Enjoy March Madness, everybody.